Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. My best friend gave me the best advice. He said each day's a gift and not a given right. Leave no stone unturned. Leave your fears behind. And try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello there. Hi, this is Chris Cooper um, with my guest today, Dr. Steve Levinson, and thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, thank you for the feedback on the series so far. Please do keep it coming. Um, if this is the first time you've listened to the show, I hope you enjoy it. And if you happen to be from the Insurance Institute of Manchester, it was great to meet you on Wednesday where we talked about achieving more. So welcome. Uh, one thing I've been doing um, over the last few weeks is developing the Be More, Achieve More Facebook page with help from one of my future guests, Milos Stankovic, MBE, uh, who will join us on the 2nd of December to talk about resilience. Now, if you'd like to post any feedback or any questions following or even during the Be More, Achieve More show, then please do go to uh, www.facebook.com slash be more achieve more that's www.facebook.com slash be more achieve more if you like the page and please do leave comments on the wall and we'll do our very best to answer them so today's show uh, beyond inspiration secrets for transforming good intentions into great results now i was several years into my business before i realized that i was missing a significant ingredient in the entrepreneurial success formula However, I just couldn't see it. You know, perhaps you can relate to this. I worked for companies for many years and began to get really frustrated with tough board meetings and appraisals and line managers and occasionally getting told off for things I never even knew that I was accountable for. And I started to feel a bit like a caged tiger. You know, I had to escape. I felt I could do better on my own. Um, I wonder if you, when some of you set up businesses, felt a bit like that yourself. So I went on lots of personal development courses. I read loads of books, and I developed a really empowering vision, goals, a business plan. And I started affirming and visualizing them. And guess what? After two years, my sales performance was pretty underwhelming. Um, at a low point, I realized that the caged tiger in me, I, I talk about this sometimes, it kind of transformed into a little kitten, you know, a little kitten that felt like it would avoid the, some of the tough stuff and wiggle out of uh, make, doing what was important, like, uh, like sales calls. 
Um, and I was beating myself up. I was beating myself up um, every day. And then one day, I read something that completely changed my, my thinking. It was written by a, a clinical psychologist called Dr. Steve Levinson in a book uh, called Following Through. And um, what's, uh, what I read was that our minds were not wired to naturally follow through with our intentions. They were developed in more primitive times, and they're now kind of playing catch up with this fast world that we're in. <clears throat> and it made me think that, you know, like, a, you know, was a caveman really bothered about his business vision? I imagine he was too busy uh, trying to feed his family and dodging arrows and scary animals that wanted to eat him. So I realized that the very practice of accountability that I'd grown to dislike in my corporate life had actually been holding my results up. I had to think about putting some of those accountability structures back into my business if I was to succeed. Um, and I took inspiration from uh, you know, some of my areas of my life that were working really well. Um, for example, just cleaning the house. We have a, a fortunate enough on a Thursday to have a cleaner. On a Wednesday evening in our house, it's like panic. The cleaner's coming tomorrow and we're throwing things into cupboards, putting them on top of wardrobes, just putting them under the bed. And, and it's the most intense 30 minutes of high productivity that you can imagine. Um, or maybe you can if you've got a cleaner too. So now I, I have a follow-through strategy for each area of my business, whether it's sales or marketing or whatever. And I've just found it hugely helpful. And it's made a big difference to the performance of my business. You know, I really do believe intentions are not enough. So I'd really like to welcome, I'm delighted to welcome the very person who inspired me, who changed my life and business for the better. We've actually become really good friends and, and we're writing a book about this aimed at helping entrepreneurs to avoid the mistakes that I made. Dr. Steve Levinson, PhD, is a clinical psychologist with more than three decades of experience. He's an inventor as well, creating a successful device called the Motivator. A teacher, a consultant, he combines a passion for helping individuals and organizations follow through. Um, I mentioned the book Following Through that he co-wrote with Pete Greider. Greider. Uh, he lives in beautiful and rather chilly Minnesota. He's expecting snow this week. Steve, it's a, a real privilege uh, to have you on the show. Welcome. Well, thank you, Chris. It's great to be with you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Steve. Uh, and Steve, just, let's just start maybe by, by asking the question... What was it that you got you so interested in this, this topic of following through with your good intentions? Because it's not something I'd, I'd really come across uh, in the world of personal development before. Right. Well, as a clinical psychologist, I, I've always felt that one of the most fascinating things about people is their failure to do exactly what they know they should do. We have unbelievable intelligence, wisdom. We can get advice from all kinds of sources. We can figure out what we should do to improve our lives, our businesses in little ways, in big ways, in all kinds of ways in between. But somehow, we often don't do it. We often know exactly what to do, and still we don't do it. And in fact, the failure to do what we know we should do and what we've decided to do, is it's almost a defining characteristic of the human species. And then, of course, as a healthcare professional, which I, which I was for uh, 35 years, I encountered this phenomenon a lot. People would know exactly what they had to do to improve their health. They seemed genuinely motivated to do it. They truly intended to make changes, but they often failed to follow through. In fact, I remember uh, a gentleman by the name of Sam, who really left an impression on me, 
he had a heart attack and uh, was supposed to make all kinds of changes in his diet and exercise uh, so that he wouldn't have another high, heart attack and possibly die. Uh, but he failed. But what was interesting about this and what, what was so memorable for me is that Sam was a physician. And he had, he had been uh, a doctor to many people who had heart attacks. He lectured them all about how they had to change their diet and change, uh, start exercising regularly and uh, live a less stressful existence. He knew all that. He believed it. He wanted to get all the benefits, but he didn't do it himself. He just didn't follow through. It didn't make sense to him. He was, he was puzzled. He was troubled by, by his failure. And um, the, the more and more that I looked around, I, I saw this in, in people's lives, in every nook and cranny of their lives, that people didn't follow through on their good intentions. They used their intelligence, their wisdom, they used other people's intelligence and wisdom to figure out what they should do and what they could do to improve their lives and then often just fizzled out, just didn't do it. Yeah. And, uh, now, Steve, is this something then that uh, you found uh, a challenge for yourself? Because um, often I find that people get, who get really focused on a subject uh, are either in two camps, they're either very good at it or they're, uh, uh, they've got some opportunities to develop themselves in, the, in their well, area of good. In yeah, good question. I, I wasn't any better than anyone else. <laughs> um, I, ha I have a little shrine in my home of all the uh, home improvement supplies and equipment that I bought ha having good intentions of doing something myself rather than calling a, a repairman. Um, and I would just never do it. I would just never get around to it. So I, again, I wasn't any different. And the more I tuned into this in healthcare and in business and in other areas, um, the, the more I was aware that, uh, yeah, this is me. Uh, I'm not a follow through. Uh, I was not a follow through champion uh, at the time that I became interested in this. Yeah. I think I maybe need to uh, blow the dust off my list of uh, internal house improvements this winter. <laughs> That's <laughs> what a wife is for, Chris. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, she's actually very good on these things. Um, wh what do you think people could achieve if they really learn to follow through more effectively? They, they could achieve... Uh, the sky is the limit, really. If, if you just think about it for a moment, if you can picture... If you can picture something that you can do to make your business, for example, better than it is, or make a relationship better than it is, or make your health better than it is, if you can picture it, and it's something that you literally physically can do, then if you could follow through, if you had the unlimited ability to follow through on your good intentions, you'd make it happen. You would remove the distance between intentions and dreams and, and reality. There's, there's so much that we could do that we fail to do, not because of ability and not because of wisdom, not because of intelligence, not because even of motivation, but because we simply don't do it. Yeah. So, so are, we, are we limiting our, you know, our potential then? Is, is, this, is this the big limiter for people? Absolutely. It's a, it's, it's, it, robs, it robs us blind. Poor follow-through just it it takes all of the potential that comes with the ability to figure out what we can do to improve to improve things it 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 just robs us of all that potential it just leaves it there as potential instead of converting it to actual and it's and for whatever reason 
it's been underestimated as a as a bottom line kind of ability. The ability to follow through makes all the difference in the world. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how brilliant you are. It doesn't matter how many assets of various kinds you have if you don't follow through consistently then you're you're going to waste some of your potential you're going to leave some of your potential on the table and it's very unfortunate yes yeah so it's uh, I, I suppose if we if we look at our lives then steve and we we see kind of where we are uh, maybe that is that a, is that a guide to how effective we've been at our follow through in the past? Sure, and you know I spent years uh, with my colleague Pete Greider. We interviewed about five hundred people about what happened to their good intentions, uh, which ones they succeeded with, which ones they didn't, and what we found is that it's poor follow through is it's a universal thing. Even the people that you would identify as being follow through champions you're only seeing you're only seeing part you're seeing the tip of the iceberg you're seeing the part the 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 part of their lives where they they do follow through but there are many areas where they don't most people do a lousy job overall in following through on their good intentions <clears throat> so so i guess therefore that you know, uh, setting, we always say that setting goals and having a vision is really important, but, you know, we're talking about something very key here, aren't we, about, about following through, and it actually, it impacts potentially every area of our life, so it, it can be, you know, our entrepreneurial endeavors, but it could be health and fitness, it could be our, you know, managing our finances, um, it's, it's unlimited, really, what, you know, the different categories that this could relate to in our life. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, just as an example, we, I, I worked with many, many people in, um, in business who uh, knew that in order to improve their business, they need to, needed to make cold calls. They had to make sales calls, that, calling people out of, the, out of the clear blue and saying, hi, my name is Jeff and I do this and would you be interested? And they hated doing it partly because often uh, you don't get a very good response. It's not, it's not, very successful each time although overall it's very successful so people know that they know that but it's unpleasant and they end up not doing it and and, and you know that's one concrete way in which people have the knowledge about how to improve their business but then just they just don't do it they keep intending to do it. They promise themselves, in some cases, every day. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going. To, well, maybe I'll do it tomorrow, or maybe the next day. And it just, it just doesn't happen. I can relate to that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Chris. <laughs> yeah, very, very much so. And I, I think it is. I mean, it's really interesting the psychology behind that because, you know, I think for people who set up businesses and maybe if they've had a lot of success in the corporate world before they've done that, there's there's perhaps also an, an ego thing as well. They've, it's something they've been able to allocate to somebody else to do. And, right. you know, and it might that that being on the coal face is is quite tough, and and they feel like a fish out of water. Um, yes. So, also but, another thing that uh, th- that makes this a particularly troublesome issue for for entrepreneurs, people who who at one time had jobs and now are yeah. on their own, is that they they discover that that actually on their own they don't have some of the same pressures they hated the pressures 
but some of those pressures actually help them follow through. Fantastic. And well, without without those pressures, uh, they they find themselves being much more like a slug in some areas, and and find it much more difficult to do those things that are not inherently pleasant or rewarding. Well, well let's, we're going to have to go to a commercial break now, Steve. So we will we'll continue that after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you're looking for creative ways to improve your bottom line, tune in to Make Your Move with Alan and Brian Bolio. Their proven track record of helping businesses enhance their profitability will provide the basis for a forum about actionable items based on a business person's perspective. The program will be business talk, but with an economic context, so you'll know how to stay ahead of the game. Make Your Move is broadcast live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business channel. Have you planned for your retirement yet? If you are a public sector employee, perhaps not. Studies have shown that employees of schools, educational institutions, governments, nonprofits, and public safety may lack the information they need to effectively prepare for retirement. For the answers you need, tune in to Lessons in Retirement, Retirement Planning for Public Sector Employees with host Jim Bishop, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. It's sure to pay off in your future. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leave no stone unturned. Leave your fears behind. And try to take the path less traveled by. That first step you take is the longest ride. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper with Dr. Steve Levinson, and we're talking about Beyond Inspiration, Some Secrets for Transforming Good Intentions into Great Results. So, Steve, um, you reached a surprising and I think quite controversial conclusion about the root cause of poor follow-through. Do you want to tell us about it? Yes. Uh, well, my conclusion is indeed controversial. Uh, some people will like it and some people won't. And that conclusion is that poor follow-through uh, isn't exactly our fault. It's, it's the equipment. Uh, the mind has a very serious design flaw that causes, it's the primary cause at least, of poor follow-through. Uh, and and here's, here's the issue. You see, we're, we're generously equipped with the ability to use intelligence to figure out what we should do. But at the same time, there is really, there's no built-in mechanism that guarantees that we'll actually do what we've been intelligently decided we should do. Psychologists have assumed that it's there. Uh, people themselves have assumed that it's there. But there is no mechanism. There's no hard wiring that connects a good intention with behavior. So it's, it's kind of optional. It's almost like a, like a suggestion, which you can take or leave. And often we leave it. We don't take it. Um, 
which is bizarre when you really think about it. If you stand way, 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 way back and you look at this objectively, it is, it is a bizarre way for the mind to be designed, to have, to have so much invested in, in equipment that allows us to figure out what we should do to make things better and then have no hard wiring that guarantees that we'll actually behave that way. So, you know, everyone has had this experience where you, you decide, for example, that you should stay away from a certain kind of, uh, certain kind of food for health reasons or uh, to keep your weight down. And within an hour or so, you encounter that food and you eat it. I mean, we, we, all, we all do that. And the reason that we do it is that we, are, we, we come in two parts. We have a very primitive um, system that that guides us on the basis of what we feel like doing right now what's right in our face what 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 motivates us to move right now and this is this is the kind of system that worked fine when we lived in caves you know hundreds of thousands of years ago but the the other system is much much more modern much more intelligent it's very impressive um it allows us to use our wisdom our experience the wisdom and experience of others to, to chart a course, to plan what we should do to make things better. And then the two things aren't connected. They work totally independently, and we figure out what we should do, and then we often do what we feel like doing. And it's, 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 kind, of a, it's kind of a waste. So we, we are between, if, if, in a way, we have a primitive guidance system, and we have a very advanced intelligence-based guidance system that distinguishes us from all creatures, all other creatures that live on this planet. But the two don't work together. They're not coordinated. Uh, so so we, we figure out what to do, and then often we do something else. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I guess maybe the, in, the, in the design... Um, if if we followed through on everything that we thought about, uh, then the world might be a bit of a strange place. Because uh, some, sometimes our, our our thoughts are not as well organized, maybe as they should be. Um, That's true, uh, but we we have a long way to go, Chris. Before <laughs> before we would we would have a problem with that. Uh, mostly we would mostly we would benefit if we if we actually if we could redesign the mind, re-engineer it. And, and handle the wiring differently, here's, here's how I would do it. I would do it so that if, if you, Chris Cooper, decide today that you should make uh, five cold calls, sales calls, then you would just do it. You would just do it. If you, if you can visualize doing it and visualize the benefits of doing it and conclude using your intelligence, your wisdom, your experience, wisdom and experience you could borrow from all kinds of other sources. If this is the right thing to do, you would just do it. There wouldn't be any reluctance. You wouldn't, there wouldn't be any, well, gee, I'd really rather do this, or I don't feel like doing that, or I don't like making these calls. You would just do it. And that is so not the way we are designed, and that's the problem. Uh, and, and, and one of the biggest, one of the biggest problems or one of the biggest obstacles to solving the problem is that we are, we as humans are absolute suckers for logic. We love logic and we just assume that because it's logical that the same mind that allows you to figure out what you should do, that it, that it would also enable you to do it. That that's all you have to do is figure out what you should do and then you'll do it. 
And it just doesn't work that way. And even though it doesn't work that way, and we all have evidence that it doesn't work that way, we still somehow persist in expecting it to work that way the next time. Yeah. Okay, so accepting then, Steve, that the mind's poorly designed for following through, do we have to just settle for poor follow-through, or are there things that we can do to follow through better? Right. For, well, first of all, it's not, it's not our na- in our nature as human beings to settle for anything. <laughs> if there's something we want to do, we figure out a way to do it. We're very good at that. We have, I mean, tremendous intelligence, ingenuity. Uh, we figure out how to do it. When, if we can't see well enough, we, we invent uh, telescopes and uh, microscopes so that we can do it. If we can't fly like birds, we figure out how to build machines that allow us to do even better than birds. So it's not our nature to settle, and we don't have to settle for poor follow-through. But in order for us to follow through a whole lot better, we have to start by acknowledging that we don't automatically follow through, that the equipment that we have doesn't work very well, that we have to work around it, that we have to make up for it. We have to, and that's what we did. You know, we're, we're, we're not, um, we're flying in airplanes now because we accepted the fact that no matter how well you flap your arms, you're not going to take off. It's just not going to work. And poor follow-through does not work on its own. When you, when you develop a good intention, when you decide that there's something that you really should do and you've decided that you're going to do it, you make a promise to yourself that you're going to do it, it doesn't, that does not guarantee that you're going to do it. It doesn't work that way. You have to take a, stec- a second step. And the second step is the same kind of step that you would take if you decided to set your alarm clock to wake up in the morning uh, at, at, a, at an, uh, an earlier than usual time. You, you basically do something to your environment so that it will provoke you to behave in accord with your intention to get up at, say, 5 a.m. And you have to do that with all your intentions. Whenever you have an intention, you have to, you have to take a second step to see to it that you are, you are pushed or pulled or prompted or prodded to, to behave in accord with that intention. So, so what we're doing then is we're using uh, the external world rather than just being internally driven, we're using the external world to help us. Exactly, exactly. And you're still being internally directed in that, in that it's, it's you who wants to accomplish something. It's you who wants to behave in a certain way, take a certain action, uh, pursue a certain course. It's you who's, who's developing the map, but you have to use circumstances to, to, to basically put yourself in a situation so that you feel at the time like doing the same thing that you intend to do. Yeah, I, so I call that the follow-through formula. You have to, because you have a primitive guidance system and an intelligence-based guidance system at the same time, and they're not coordinating. You have to manually get them to work together by basically getting them to both want the same thing. In other words, you have to make yourself feel like it's necessary to do what you've decided that you should do. Absolutely. I, I think about that as you know, thoughts, getting, getting the, the thoughts very clear about what we want and then getting the feelings uh, right so that we then do take the action and we get the results. So it's, you know, it's a combination right. of that thought and feeling, isn't it? So we, right. we, so we call this show Beyond Inspiration. What role does inspiration play in following through? 
a much smaller role than most people expect. Um, you know, it's like if if you um, if you know how an internal combustion engine works, you, you know, you need you need spark and you need fuel, and you could look at inspiration as the spark, uh, but it's but it's not very good fuel. It does not. Inspiration is something that that helps you make a promise to yourself. And when I say make a promise to yourself, I'm talking about adopting a good intention. Okay, so you could you could listen to a very inspiring speaker and say, "Wow, now I can see what's what what's possible, and I can see that." This is what I really should be doing, and I can do it. So now you've made a promise to yourself that this is a course that you're going to, to pursue. The mistake is, and the mistake that we all make, is to assume that because we were inspired enough to make that promise, that we now have the motivation that we need to actually keep that promise. Yeah. They're two separate things. Ins- inspiration is great for making promises, for deciding which promises to make, but it is not good at all. It's not fuel. It does not take the place of the kind of motivation that's required to do something day in, day out, whether you feel like it or not, because it's the right thing to do, because you've used your intelligence, your wisdom, and the intelligence and wisdom of others to figure out that it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more uh, about that. And as a speaker and a trainer, for me, it's very important Yeah, you, you to inspire people, but actually then have the confidence that they've got the tools to to go away and actually make it happen. Otherwise, right. it's a waste of time, really. It's, um, it's, it's a waste of it's, time. It's, it's a lovely, lovely way to spend your time, but it uh, needs to move through Inspira- to results. You know, inspiration is like, it's like falling in love. It, um, there's something about the, the feeling that, uh, uh, it makes it seem like it's forever. When you're inspired, it feels like, oh, that's this is the way it's always going to be, yeah. and it never it never is. It doesn't inspiration. And I'm not knocking inspiration. It's very important. It's necessary. It's what allows people to to formulate dreams and make promises to themselves. the The mistake, however, is in mistaking inspiration for the kind of motivation that you need day in, day out to do the things that are necessary, whether they're fun, satisfying, or not. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked, uh, I, th- I think it came from a conversation with you uh, about successful people being good at doing the um, the things that unsuccessful people don't like doing, and often that's in the detail, isn't it? That's so, right, and there's so much of that. You can get very excited about an entrepreneurial um, idea, and there are parts of what you have to do that are immediately rewarding. In other words, they're rewarding as you do them. Yeah. But then there's there are so many things that success depends on that are not all that much fun at all, and it's very easy for those to get put off, ignored, or to get less of your less of your energy and. Great effort. We've got to move across to a commercial break again now, and we'll continue the conversation in a, a few short minutes. Thank you. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccianello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you really understand the global economy? The media paints a certain picture, but are you really getting the full story or only half of it? Listen to Strategic Wealth, Choosing Simplicity in Finance with your host, Stephen Ayer. This program will bring a full and objective look at the global economy and help you sort through the bias of traditional media so that you can completely understand today's economic theories and make the right decisions in your portfolio. Strategic Wealth airs live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. No family can survive on two incomes anymore, let alone one. If you are supplementing your family's income working from home, then tune into The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio. Host Deb Bixler brings you sales tips, lead generation systems, and best business practices that guarantee direct sales success. Whether you're looking for a little extra cash or a career change, The Cash Flow Show, Direct Sales Radio, will give you proven systems that will work in your home business. The Cash Flow Show. Every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hello, this is Chris Cooper again, and I'm with Dr. Steve Levinson, and we're talking about the secrets for transforming good intentions into great results. So, so Steve, what does someone need to do then to significantly improve their follow-through? Well, they need, they need to, first of all, take their good intentions a whole lot more seriously. Most of the time, we, just, we adopt them without even thinking about it. We just, you know, we come across an idea. Well, I, yeah, I should do that. I'll do that. Uh, we don't, we don't take it as as seriously as we should. It is a promise, and the first thing that you that you need to do with intentions, if you're going to follow through them on them, is is to realize that it is a promise. You are making a promise, and uh, and you shouldn't take the promise lightly. Uh, some intentions we adopt, we shouldn't adopt. Um, but once we adopt them, then we have to follow through on, on them. And following through requires, as I said earlier, taking a second step, ma- creating circumstances that make you feel like doing the same thing that you have decided you should do. So one of the strategies, uh, or I guess you could call it a principle of following through, that I like to talk about is uh, what I call willpower leveraging. Uh, willpower leveraging is... Is, is basically the idea of relying less on willpower. It's, it's really foolish when you think about it to rely on willpower when you don't have to. For example, if there's a particular food that, um, that you've decided you, that you intend not to eat anymore, it's, it's idiotic to have that food right in front of you and then have to exercise restraint to not eat it. It's much better if it's just not there if it doesn't exist. 
Same thing if you if you uh, uh, overspend sometimes, it would be better not to take a credit card with you when you go somewhere where you might overspend. Um, so so that's a matter of of leveraging your willpower by using circumstances to allow you to behave in accord with your intention without having to exercise willpower or without having to exercise as much willpower. Um, so, so how, yeah, so how do, how do you get over you know, the withdrawal symptoms from, you know, if you're somebody who likes chocolate, and I, I worked for a confectionery company for eight years, and I used to have it in the, in the boot of my car, it used to sit in front of me in the office, and then, you know, I'd like to uh, try and stop my, my habit of eating it, but, ha- but, you know, there's kind of like this, this tension, which is, which is kind of easily resolved by having some chocolate. I don't know, how, how, how do you, how, how well, do you stop that? You know, and there's a practical challenge here, so I'm not I'm not uh, being blind to that. But that tension is kept alive by the awareness that there might be a way that you could get some. Yes. And if if you can eliminate that, if you can meet that practical challenge, so that it's just not in the cards, it's not possible for you to get that chocolate. That that's that whole issue is going to go away. And that's what, what happens when we, you know, when you struggle with, um, with food or spending or, or anything, even, even uh, something that you kind of like to do when you should be working on other things, a, a game perhaps, or some little piece of software that's really not going to take you anywhere, but you like to use it, that it's, if, you, if you get rid of it, if it's just not there, it's better than if it's there and it's available, it's accessible, and you have to struggle to not use it. Yes, yeah, so you basically you, you cut yourself off from it. Exactly. Um, so what about another of your strategies about compelling reasons, isn't it? Can you share creating, what that is? Yeah, cre- creating compelling reasons is a terribly important strategy because it's, it, it, actually, it actually hits right, right, on the, right on the bullseye the whole idea that we, the, 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 the confusion that we have between inspiration and the kind of motivation that it takes to do things, do the right things day in, day out. With com- creating, creating compelling reasons, instead of relying on, on the good reason that you adopted a good intention, you create a reason that will actually move you, that will actually motivate you. Let me, let me tell you my favorite example of using, uh, creating compelling reasons to follow through. Joe had a problem with uh, with exercise. He he believed firmly that he should exercise regularly. He tried many times uh, to get started on an exercise program. He started, but then he fizzled out. So he finally figured out that even though he wanted to exercise for health reasons, health reasons were just not powerful enough. They didn't have the motivational horsepower he needed to actually keep him going to the gym every day. So, so here's what he did. He just made a deal with himself. He agreed that from now on, he would only own one stick of underarm deodorant. And number two, he would keep that underarm deodorant in his locker at the gym. That's all he had to do, and everything changed. Everything changed for Joe. Because now he would wake up in the morning. He still didn't want to exercise. He still didn't want to go to the gym. But he would think things through and realize that he had a choice. He, he could either 
not exercise and stink all day <laughs> or go to the damn gym and use his deodorant. And once he got there, he, he exercised. He ran into other people. He felt embarrassed about just going there and using his deodorant and then leaving. So he exercised and he, he built a routine. Eventually he built a routine and eventually he just felt like going to exercise. I, th I think sometimes as well, uh, having somebody else to do these things with you. I remember in my, my past, I'd done things like marathon training, and, and I couldn't have really have done that on my own without somebody to knock on my door and say, you know, are you coming out, and me to do the same with him. Absolutely. Um, Excellent point, Chris. When, when I um, looked at follow-through um, early on in my obsession with this topic in, uh, in the field of healthcare. um I saw many people, you'd hear people all the time say, well, you know, to, to make this change or to make this improvement, you really have to do it for yourself. You can't do it for anyone else. You have to do it for yourself. That is absolute baloney. Uh, I saw time and time and time again that people would do things that benefit them, but they would do it for other people and, and they wouldn't do it for themselves. It's much easier to fail to follow through on a promise you make to yourself than it is to fail to follow through on a promise that you make to certain other people. So a promise, a promise to another person can be a very, very powerful, compelling reason that will get you to do something that you have decided yourself you should do. But you won't do it for yourself, but you may do it for them. I, th I thought a wonderful, like a couple of wonderful examples. Um, one of them was Meta Block on our first show, who we, we mentioned wanted to do some stand-up comedy, hadn't done it before, and because uh, of her, her sort of fame, I guess, in Denmark, uh, decided to uh, book a 1,600-seat conference center and advertise it. She sold it out, and then she had to create some material. Yeah, that's brilliant. A, that's a compelling reason. <laughs> brilliant. She, put her, she basically jumped into the deep end of the pool. Yeah. <laughs> she, she made it impossible for herself to retreat. You know, Napoleon actually came up with this strategy. He, 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 there's the expression, burn your bridges behind you. Uh, and, and Napoleon actually came up with that. He had his, he had his troops burn their bridges behind them, not, not to prevent the enemy from catching them, but to prevent his own troops from retreating <laughs> when they encountered the enemy. And, and that's the whole idea, uh, creating compelling reasons and willpower leveraging. The idea is that you sometimes, instead of turning down the heat, you have to turn up the heat. You have to put yourself in a jam where the only way to get out of the jam is to go forward and do what you intend to do. Yeah, I think, I think that's great. There's a, I think Napoleon, I there was a, probably got the idea from, I'm not even sure it was ancient Greeks, or there was something a long, long way back in time, which was about burning ships, where somebody uh, had all of his, uh, um, his troops burn their ships, and they were massively outnumbered by the people they were going to fight, but they, they, mm -hmm. by burning them, they defeated an army that was much, much bigger than them. Right, right. So, so just, um, what, what, we've got about three minutes left before we go to commercial break again, but could you tell me about spotlighting? Because that's another, and you're, you've got a device called the Motivator that you created that can help people with this. Yes, well, spotlighting has to do with a, a, cor a correction for a, an incredible deficiency in the human mind. You know, we have the ability to figure out what, what's most important, what our priorities are, what we what we really intend to do. 
But amazingly, there is no mechanism in the mind that will keep our attention focused on what we've decided is important. So you can decide, for example, you can wake up in the morning and decide that it's going to be better for your image if your posture is a whole lot better than it normally is. Normally you, you slouch when you sit and when you stand, and you want to stand up tall and sit up tall. It's better for your back, it's better for your health, it's better for your image. So you've decided to do that. That good intention, because of the way the mind is designed, will probably start to sink to the bottom of the mind very quickly. And within a half hour or so, it's, it's gone it won't do you any good because you, you're not thinking about it. Your attention is not on it. Unless something happens to call your attention to it, it's just not, it's going to be inactive. And so spotlighting is a, is a way of deliberately calling your attention to a particular intention that you have so as to make that intention alive and well and active and influential in your behavior. Um, once I discovered that the mind is lacking this mechanism that we just somehow assume is there, uh, I thought, you know, I think I could, I could solve that problem by creating a device that simply regularly focuses the spotlight on a chosen intention. And I came up with this little electronic reminder device that simply all it does is it counts and it shakes it sends a, a silent pulsing vibration signal to its user uh, as often as the user wants it to. And every time you feel this device that clips to your waistband or it slips in a pocket, every time you feel it vibrate, it means to you exactly what you intend to do. Fantastic. So, so for the posture example, it, would, it, might, it might send you the message, I'm no slouch. Right, we're going to go to a commercial break now, Steve, so we'll just finish up on that um, after the break. So back over to Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Do you need directions to solve financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. G? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters with Dr. G airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Leave no stone unturned. Your fears behind And try to take 
You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper again with Dr. Steve Levinson, and we're talking about the secrets for transforming good intentions into great results. Now, during the break, Steve and I, we were chatting, and Steve, you you mentioned that it might be quite good if you ask me a question, so fire away. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Chris, I, I know that you really get this follow-through stuff. It really makes sense to you, and it's it's been uh, it's been a thrill to me to see... Um, to, to see you discover this material and um, and actually apply it in your own in your own life and in your own career, uh, so I was wondering if your if listeners would be interested in hearing about some of the things that you've done, some of the follow through strategies that you've that you've used uh, successfully, some of the principles that make make the most sense to you and that have been the most helpful. Yeah, let let me let me uh, talk about some of the areas where I've. You know, it's made a difference to my my business. I I think the first one is really sales, and you know, I mentioned earlier on that I don't like making sales calls. So, what I decided to do was actually for me, yes, I could make target myself every day to make five sales calls. However, I don't particularly enjoy doing it. Um, I love talking to people who want to talk to me and are keen to talk to me. So I don't enjoy that initial interaction. But what I realised is that there are actually people out there who love doing it. So I think one of the, the learnings in my life and in my business is actually if you find things that you don't particularly like doing where you've got to raise your energy to do them, there are people out there who love doing that kind of work and can do it far better than you. So I have a, a, a wonderful guy uh, called Stuart who we have little campaigns and uh, he makes those initial calls. I provide him with the, the people to speak to and usually they've been people who've recommended uh, my uh, services in the first place to these people, or they're in their network, and 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 they'll they'll speak warmly of me. Uh, Stuart makes that initial um, contact, and then I follow that up and speak to people who want to speak to me. So that's really has had a big impact this year on the sales in my business. I think the other the other thing I think other thing I think Steve is areas like my finances. So I have a, somebody who come and do, does, does my books. I'm a small business, but by doing my books, it means I have to have all of my invoices and everything ready the day before and ready to put on the table for them. Um, having an internet marketeer to help me, then she helps in keeping me accountable as do somebody who does my sort of PA, a bit of PA support. Um, I think other things are actually putting myself in situations I can't, you know, avoid moving forward on. So this this shows a great example. You know, I've got to turn up at three fifty seven, four o'clock every single Friday with a, a great guest like yourself and, and a great new topic. And for me, one of my intentions is 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 improving, you know, increasing the awareness of the work that I do and who I am, and also building my network. So this is a wonderful vehicle in which to to do that and also to get my message out to more people. I mean, that's my uh, key sort of drive around this. And all the things I do, I've got visuals all around my desk that I look at uh, regularly. I've also, one of the things I did was put in a sort of financial report every month that I create uh, around my business. And I make myself do that, even though I've got nobody I actually report, have to report into. But that discipline helps me 
follow through and, and keep focus. And I also have sort of mentors. For, I have a mentor for my speaking. Um, you know, I mentor and coach people, but I also have those sort of people in place. And I, I, I belong to associations. So I belong to the Professional Speaking Association, for example, and I turn up every single month. And that discipline is helping me move forward. So those are just some examples, Steve. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So in general, what you've done is you, you've actually put yourself under more pressure, not less pressure. Oh yeah, I'm under more pressure. However, and what, it's it's friendly pressure. It's it, not unfriendly pressure. It it helps you. It doesn't harm you. Uh, absolutely, it's definitely definitely pressure. Um, however, what I'm finding is that my intentions are moving into reality so much faster. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So. So thanks. I'm I'm going to take over again, now, Steve. So. All right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. Well, if we. Uh, you know, if we mention um, maybe actually we should mention Steve. You know, we're writing a book together, aren't we? Yes, we are. And um, how is that helping? Do you think you and I with with following through? Well, I think that uh, if if just one of us was working on this book, it would be easy to not follow through on it. But I'm following through because I don't want to disappoint you, and you're following through because you don't want to disappoint me. <laughs> Uh, absolutely yeah. <laughs> you could sum it up and actually having we have two weekly skype calls don't we yes uh, and that discipline of knowing that we say we're going to do something uh, if we haven't done it that skype call becomes pointless exactly i also thought steve uh, i just thought what a wonderful opportunity to have one of the world's most knowledgeable people on following through with their intentions to write a book <laughs> with <laughs> I feel how, very, how embarrassing would it be if we didn't finish this? <laughs> i feel very blessed it would indeed wouldn't it <laughs> and that and that helps us actually i mean what what's what's been a uh, an immense force in my life in helping me become a, a follow-through champion, so to speak, is that the more my, my reputation uh, is connected to follow-through, uh, I, I, would, I would be mortally wounded if I didn't follow through. I mean, it would be awful. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, that, so again, I've put myself, I, I've, I've turned the pressure up rather than, than down, and, and it's friendly pressure. It helps me follow through. It doesn't hurt and sometimes entrepreneurs uh, tend to look for ways to turn the pressure down in areas where, you know, where they f feel burdened and they don't, they don't really like doing this. They don't enjoy it. But actually, if you don't like it, you don't enjoy it, you have to turn the pressure up. Yeah, yeah. I should also say, Steve, that you know, with, you know, with all in, in integrity, I found the motivator device you know, helpful particularly in terms of things like, you know, I do need to do some sales activity. And it just reminds me of some of the things. I, I, I put a, a little intention in my mind of something I'm going to do today that's really important. And I make sure that thing, you know, buzzes me every sort of 40 minutes. Uh, and, and, and then it reminds me to make sure I do follow through. And I also, also the, another use that I use for it is when I'm speaking. It's a, it's a great little device to tell you when, you know, when... Um, I should be shutting up and <laughs> moving on. So brilliant for that. Um, the other thing, just to, sort of to wrap up now, we've got about another kind of minute, Steve, before I need to just sort of summarize and, and finish. Is there one thing that you think our listeners could do today to start improving their ability to follow through? One thing is take your intentions a whole lot more seriously. They are promises that you make to yourself, and they should be made carefully, um, 
Don't adopt an intention if you're not really serious about following through on it. And to take them seriously, it, it means a lot. It, it's not just a matter of, uh, it's not just an attitude. It means that you then have to create a strategy, create a plan for actually implementing it. Again, like setting an alarm clock. How are you going to make yourself, how are you going to manipulate circumstances to make yourself actually feel like you must do what you intend to do? You should never, ever adopt an intention. And this is, this is just a fact of life. If you take seriously the way the mind is designed and the deficiencies that it has with regard to good intentions, it's absolutely necessary to, whenever you adopt an intention, develop a plan for implementing it. Uh, f- uh, f- fantastic. So we take them really, really seriously and uh, they become sacrosanct and we make sure they happen. And, right. you, and use some of the techniques that you've you've mentioned. So, thank you, Steve, so much for being on this call. It, uh, you know, thank and you, I, Chris. It's my privilege. And, and personally, I want to thank you for the value that you've added to me. I, I really do mean that. It's a it's a pleasure to have learned from you and and to work with you. So, thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Uh, and just uh, and finally, I'd just like to say that uh, the next show will be with Judy Piatkus. Uh, Judy is. Um, we're going to talk about entrepreneurship, and she's the perfect t- person to talk to about this. Um, Judy was recently uh, f- established Piatka's Books, which was a, a worldwide a worldwide success in terms of book publishing. She was described in the Times um, of London newspaper as one of the leading thinkers in the world. So I'm very excited to have Judy next week. Uh, remember, do post your comments to uh, www.facebook.com slash be more achievement on my wall about this or any of the shows and you know we'll try and respond to any questions that you have. Or if you want to personally get in touch, info at be more uh, on a final point, if you're in Europe and want to help in terms of being held accountable for progress, then um, talk to me about my Achiever program. You can join a very high-caliber group of entrepreneurs who work with me, and uh, we work every month. We speak twice a month uh, and all together, and uh, we do that over the phone, and we develop our uh, studying ongoing, and we hold each other accountable. And it's amazing how everybody's booking the recessionary trends at the moment. So thank you so much for listening, um, and I look forward to uh, the further shows and uh, next week. So have a wonderful week, and I'll pass back over to Voice America again. We thank you for listening to Be More, Achieve More. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.